Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello. Hi. Knock, knock. It's me. Do you still love me? I hope so. It has been a minute. It's been a moment, an hour, some time. And I am so glad to have been given and granted the space. I mean, gratefully, I didn't ask anyone, nor did I check up on how people felt about this. But I am just so glad to be back talking to all of you and talking about our problematic fave that is Bravo. And in this particular episode, that is also Bravo con. I needed a perspective. I needed one that I could trust. I needed one that was in the trenches. And when I got a text from this person that BravoCon was originally giving Firefest vibes, there were stampedes, there were bum rushes, there were screaming and shrieks and shrills. I knew that this was the correct political correspondent that I needed for my Bravo CNN show. So I am very happy to be back, but I'm more happy to be back with a fan fave and a personal fave. And that would be Kaya from Bravo While Black. Thank you for being on. Hi, how are you doing post BravoCon? Hello, y'all. They tried to kill me. They tried to kill your favorite man. <laughs> but I am a survivor. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so glad to be your big comeback. And I'm so glad that I was asked by you to come on because, you know, you come on ours, I come on yours. Like, it's just such a fun experience. And um, just for the record, I do want to say that I had like an amazing time at BravoCon. And I'm thankful that I was not a part of the hoopla. Yeah. but I was there to witness it and proudly say mm. that it wasn't us who were, yeah. <laughs> who were you know. Oh, yeah. Well, as soon as I heard it was the Beverly Hills panel, I knew exactly the people who were involved in that. And I just love that you're like, no, no, we are a cut above. We are not doing this. Mm-mm. And that's the approach that I would hope that we all went to BravoCon with. Is like, we are not a part of the mess. We just simply observe the mess. That is how we watch our shows. 
is how we should live life. Give me all the tea, just don't spill it on me. You know what I'm saying? Like all day in the workplace, in the home life, in the family life. When you watch TV, when you go to BravoCon, observe and report. Do not participate. Protect yourself. (laughs) We're preaching already, okay? (laughs) Like, yes, amen. Oh, I'm so glad that it was a good overall experience. I heard it was a lot of fun. And I... So I wanted to structure this a couple of ways. I really want to talk about the people you got to meet, which I think is super important because that's that's what people care about. The panels that you got to go to or and what you experienced and uh, of course the extra, the Watch What Happens Live situation, of course, because a lot of those things ended up being talk, big talks of conversation the next day. And then the things that didn't quite make the news, if you picked up or observed anything and you're like, ooh, interesting like i've like sidebar one-off i heard that sheree was like selling still the idea of clothes and it made me laugh it was like oh no these are prototypes like, how is the prototype of a t-shirt it's been like five years there okay let's start with that because there was merch <laughs> there okay. okay could you purchase and take that merch <laughs> Yeah, you just okay. The merch that was there. Let me explain. Let me let me hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. She's like, uh, let me think. Um, that was merch that was there that you could pay for and take home, but the booth was so small and like there wasn't enough actual like stock there that I guess you know she ran out of the the physical products and you can like order some <laughs> or well you know like <laughs> to be fair I want to say also that Luke's maple syrup it was like there but it wasn't there like you could order it but then they would have to send it to your house but were we waiting on Luke's maple syrup since like 2008 <laughs> I wasn't even waiting on it for six months like I <laughs> All I know is that everyone was at the Bravo Bazaar and that's what I will say for people going next time. And what I wish I would have done was instead of trying to do meet and greets is that you go to the Bravo Bazaar and you put aside some coins because mm-hmm. there are Bravo celebrities that I heard about that won't you know, take a picture with you unless you're buying something. So that's how they were really getting their coin. So that's why at the Bravo Bazaar, there were so many Bravo celebrities there is because people either felt inclined to buy something to get a photo with you so they don't feel bad or certain people straight up had their people like oh what are you getting oh you're not getting anything okay so this person is going like the people who are getting something and purchasing something are the ones who are getting the photos nice and there were a bunch of Bravo celebrities over there at the Bravo Bazaar it was definitely a sight to see those people who I didn't even know had certain products that had products there. Like Toya had yeah. a skincare line and a wine line there. Since when? I don't know, but I respect the hustle. Okay? <laughs> and we're going to throw it together right quick. And she so did. Then she so did. Okay. And there's obviously, they couldn't actually sell Lover Boy. So there was Lover Boy merch there. You know, Wendy was there. She was signing books. Thank God, Samaj, my friend Samaj, bought books for both of us and I gave it to my mama because I do not read 
I listen to audiobooks. I don't have the time to read. I read articles and that's uh, it. But books, I have to do audiobooks. Exactly. Because you get, you know, the person's personality and everything for the audiobooks. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Phaedra was there. I don't even know what she was really selling, but she looked amazing. There was just so many people. Um, Dorinda was selling like her her whiskey, which you had to pay for, and then they shipped it to your house, I believe. God, Captain Lee had a book and he was there. It was just such Captain a Captain Lee had a book. That's yes. Nice. And even though I don't really, you know, I don't care, but it was yeah. just <laughs> to see the the below deck fans so excited to see Captain Lee. It was just a really a wild zone at the Bravo Bazaar. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think that bizarre sounds like where I would want to spend my time and money, especially because it's a little bit more intimate. Even though you're like a part of a big shopping situation, <laughs> I have seen people be like, look, I got your stuff. Like it's like a connection. You're like yes. buying a piece of, you're investing in them. They're giving mm-hmm. you something in return. It's like a, and you're buying from the source. Like how often can that happen? Right. Robin had not on an Amazon link embellished was there child candy had her merch there like everyone had merch like and i'm just like where does this stuff even come from you know it, it was just like if you didn't have a business you should just set one up you know within a few days and and have it on time for BravoCon. yes love it we love to see it okay now who else did you get to meet Okay, so let me start from Thursday. I was there thanks to both Bravo and DirecTV. I was there, and DirecTV had an exclusive pre-party where Teresa Giudici, Whitney Rose, Ashley Darby, and Kathy V. Hilton were okay, at the pre-party. So I got to meet Kathy Hilton. Me and her have a video up. So I was oh, like, this yes. is surreal. That made me so happy for you. Because <laughs> like, it's like, that's the right, you're on the team, the right team to be on right now. So yeah, it's nice to be like, hello, I always had my ducks in a row. Okay, I always knew what, what time it was. It's like, when anyone tries to talk down to me, I'm going to be like, excuse me, don't talk to me and my billionaire pussy like that. Like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> Do you not see that I am hanging with billionaires? Like, once you're in a, in a, in a room with a billionaire, everything is just different. Um, and she was very nice to me. She was obviously the hot, the hottest person at BravoCon. Like, her line was the longest, amongst the longest, obviously. I think she had two meetings at BravoCon. But since we had her at the pre-party, obviously only certain people were invited and everyone wanted to see her. So she was walking across the room and I asked her, hey, can I have a picture with you? And she's like, yes, of course. But just let's just say it by the bar because she was advertising Costa Del Sol because she's a businesswoman first. Mm-hmm. Um, the Costa Del Sol drinks were pouring and she walks and she goes by the bar and um, I'm, so all of a sudden, everyone comes up to her. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to see Kathy Hilton up close to take a picture with her. But it's cool to be in the same room. But yeah. like, while I was waiting, she actually like looked at me. And she's like, wait, you? And she pointed at me. And I'm like, what? Me? Like, I felt like, what? Me out of all the people? She's like, come up yes. here. I told you I'll take a picture with you. And so we made a oh video. 
yes we made a video and she was like hi and she's like are you having fun and i'm just like yes i'm having fun and we talked about her tequila and flipped up that was amazing (laughs) and then ashley darby she was probably uh one of my favorites of me because we had she was the first housewife to say yes to our podcast and that that's a very cherish of yours i loved it (laughs) that's a very special like place in our heart you know because when you try to get housewives on sometimes you have to go through pr sometimes you have to wait until the season's over with or sometimes you know you have to jump through hoops but you know some housewives are just like i'm going to actually just do this and what i want to do and they'll hop on with you you know yeah so I saw her and Ryan Bailey like introduced me to her because we were all at the same party but I didn't want to go up to these people because I'm like um I don't want to like bother you you know but then uh Ryan showed me like she's up there I told her that you wanted to say hi so she's waiting on you so he guided me to the way and she was so excited to see me she's like hi and then of course she's like where's Aaron because that's what everyone was asking me like where is Aaron and I'm like he could not make it to this one but he will definitely be at the next one and he of course in his love so me and her had a heart to heart about how like when we have housewives on we don't really try to go for the drama we try to go yeah, for yeah. what's happening like in your personal life who are yeah. you for what do you do in your free time where were you before you, you humanize the people you bring up right. a little yeah where listeners want a little bit more access to who the person is as a human and that is that's the best part about i think having a podcast and having that kind of a platform like we get to deeper connect guys look look they're not just people on tv exactly you put it in the best words exactly we humanize them because we just want to get to know them and yeah i, I understand that for some people that's not what they want they want the drama they want the scoop from the show but i feel like a bunch of other shows already do that so let's actually get to know this housewife as a, a person. So she's like, it really meant a lot to me. That podcast and also your support means a lot to me. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you guys do and all that. And it, we're just having a heart to heart. And that was just, she's just a delight. Like she was so light to be around. And she got on stage and she did a, a twerk contest because everyone did something. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a conga line for Kathy. Oh, my God. Ashley having a twerk contest so she was throwing that ass amazing come on circle and she said that she was going through a hard time on stage and I you know I really felt you know felt that for her even though the rest of the weekend got good because you saw her with Luke okay but she was saying that I'm really going through a hard time and it's great to see all of your faces and have your support and things like that so that was good who else did I meet that night yeah I Dr. Simone came in from married to medicine and I asked Ashley I'm like because she was in the middle of the conversation I'm like I know that this is ghetto as hell Ashley but can you please introduce me to Dr. Simone (laughs) so she introduced me to Dr. (laughs) Simone work them connections Mm -hmm. (laughs) we love to see it that's exactly what you're supposed to do like help me help me help you help us yes exactly can we elevate can we 
you know, permeate. Let's just make the circle bigger. And Dr. Simone is absolutely someone I would have be lined for it anyway. So. Dr. Simone, because she wasn't even supposed to be there. So I'm, I'm like, okay, well. I heard a few people who weren't thing. supposed to be there were there. <laughs> you people, child. <laughs> so then she's like, Dr. Simone, I have someone to introduce you to. This is Kea from Bravo Wild Black. And I was like, hi, Dr. Simone. So me and Dr. Simone had a moment and oh I God. asked her, I was like, how was the reunion? And she told me like, what people don't understand is is that we are all petty and she was like some of the <laughs> girls don't embrace that but some of us do like me I know that we are all petty and they have to expect that and understand that and I was like well then this is before obviously the the reunion aired and I'm like how did the reunion go did things get better did things get worse and she was like they didn't get better or worse they are literally the same because again <laughs> we are petty and some yes. people can't get over that mm-hmm. if that's not a friendly reminder to go and binge the hell out of marriage for medicine Please. if you are not watching go do that it is Please. genuinely one of the best it's where it's at it just simply is where it is at hallelujah And when you asked me about the panels, I'll tell you about the Mary's Medicine panel, which was the best panel of the entire weekend, hands down. Oh, wow, I heard. Yes. So who else did I meet? Oh, also Cynthia Bailey came through, which I was starstruck. Yeah. Because it's like... Come on, retirees. It's, <laughs> it's Cynthia Bailey. So she came, she, she took a few pictures with people, and um, she was gorgeous. Like, the crazy thing about it is that yeah, these we see these women and we know about Facetune, we know about like filters on the show, we mm. know about professional makeup artists, but you always expect in person that they have to look a, at least a little bit different. But these housewives, the ones that I saw, they look exactly how they look on the show. Like gorgeous, That's amazing, crazy, crazy, crazy gorgeous. Like didn't need a filter or anything and I'm just like this is insane so um I was saying hey Cynthia how are you and then I told her you know it's just very surface level talk obviously and then I was like stay strong and like that's when she kind of like turned and she was like thank you so much like you, you could tell that it meant a lot to her because obviously she is getting a divorce from Mike Hill and mm-hmm. it was announced right before Probably. Yeah, so that is tough. I wasn't. I would not have thought that a woman who does not owe anything to Bravo anymore, like she does not work for them, so it isn't like she's contractually obligated to stick around and do stuff. Like for her to do that, especially at a time where it was like big yikes. Yeah. Like she's a rock star, and that's it, the Atlanta women. You know, especially for the ones who've been on there for so long, they are pros at this and this is why their show has always been one of the highest rated and is the most well revered and received because like Cynthia I've never thought to be like you know she's always been like a great supporting to me but like that right there that's boss bitch energy like your man is being ridiculous you're getting a divorce but honey you showed up arrived looked good and you're like doesn't stop the show I'm still me thank you and she had hundreds of and thousands of adoring people to be like queen what to fall like, all over her cares about him we love you we don't care about i have no loyalty to michael i have loyalty to Cynthia oh, who is that man in the I first place like she why did you bring him my favorite housewife but girl atlanta hello you're a housewife like you're... to play step daddy and it's like no i don't even want you like... get out <laughs> 
she's our queen and that's just the facts exactly and you know what even after BravoCon, she was saying that i'm glad that i had that to go to because i was feeling so you know like down in the dumps because the divorce got announced and everything but then i went and it was like four days of adoring fans and people uplifting me and and being nice and re- reuniting and meeting all these bravo celebrities and she's like this is exactly what i needed to get away from things and i'm like oh i'm so love glad it that, you know we gave her her flowers like we yeah give her, her flowers period i love it and she deserves them she was on girls trip so she was a i think a girls trip panel and then she had multiple photo ops so it was, i'm just so glad that people were able to dote on her and love on her and everyone's pictures from RebelCon are just like amazing um so friday who did i meet who did i meet, who did I meet? um i saw candy gal getting out of line i saw ashley getting out of line from a photo op my whole main thing especially the first day and two days were just to go to the panels because mm-hmm. I knew that was where the the real tea was especially um oh for sure you know like they did teasers they did trailers they did inside knowledge like things like that so meeting people wasn't like at the top of my list but I did I met Candy and Todd and I would like to report back that Todd is no longer the most hated man in Atlanta even though I know that that mama joyce says he is but he was i'm about to nice. say me and mama joyce are on that same page Everybody you, mama joyce this. and aaron yeah we, we all, all know that people listen to this and they find know money you got her eye on side i just don't it's just I'm a wet, y'all. it's not mathing it just never has math since before <laughs> the math was existed it wasn't mathing and i just i'm happy candy's happy and so i'm gonna leave it there if she's happy, then I'm happy that she's happy. Oh my God. So, okay. <laughs> I told Aaron the same thing. And he was like, I just don't, I can't accept that. He's like, Mama Joyce, even at BravoCon, was throwing shade at Todd. And he's like, It's your word against <laughs> Mama, you and Mama Joyce. And, he's like, and I'm like, So if it's me against Mama Joyce, you're taking Mama Joyce's word over mine. And he's like, Well, <laughs> well yeah, i can't okay give us the information and then hopefully i think i'm a reasonable human so why is Todd no nice. longer the most hated man in atlanta because he had like an alluring smile he was short mm-hmm. he was nice like all the reasons that he could just be conning this woman out of her money got it i told him to tell don unique and them everybody at the restaurant hello and they said that they would and he was just so happy to take a picture with us i don't know oh these see i feel like you could take all of these factoids either way yeah you can <laughs> you can take them very positively or you could be like short alluring smile <laughs> grifter like <laughs> He's a short king, you guys. Um, yes, yeah, and our have been so good so far. <laughs> um, okay, who else? Okay, so yeah, I met Reza from Shaws of Sunset. Who, um, I was like, I'm Kaya from Bravo Black. And he's like, oh my God, hi. How are you? You know, I'm so glad you came to see me. And yeah, so Reza was very, very nice. Because these experiences, when you do the meet and greets, they just take your phone they give you a few seconds, even if you're VIP, it doesn't really matter. Like, the only thing that really, really mattered was SVIP. I will say for anyone planning to go, 
Um, but there are different experiences for different people. And it also depends on how good your hustle is. Because that's how I went to the Beverly Hills panel. Like, my hustle is very good. Um, so Reza yeah, was very nice. On, and I guess that the, the one who was the nicest to me was Lisa Barlow. And it's great. The queen, sorry. She's, yes, thank you. That's my like, queen. She is an icon. She's a fucking rock star. She's a legend. She's all these things. She's and not then a criminal. <laughs> and then or on top of that, criminal. I'm sorry. You're she's not right, one about though. the fed. The You're government's right. not looking for her. You're right. That's it's it. Just these are the things. <laughs> um, so she is. I, I already told this story so many times, but. I just have to tell it one last time before I, cause this is the last stop on my BravoCon tour. So I had to like milk everything, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. I want to give you the details. Yeah, details. Um, especially if you guys didn't listen to me on my podcast say it, because I know that I, my brain was scrambled, my voice was fried. But um, so yeah, so I was in line with Samaj. It, it was a, a Heather Dubrow line, but then it turned into the Lisa Barlow line because it was just so mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. And um, I was tell- I was texting or de- not texting but DMing Lisa Barlow like girl I'm sorry I missed your panel I've been trying to see you all weekend I want to come and see you at your meet and greet and she's like please stop by the meet and greet I'd love to meet you so I go up to her and she recognizes me and she's like yeah, yeah. oh my god me and then she's like oh my god like me and her hug like we do like the face to face hug and like we swayed like back and forth who just ran into each other at brunch and we were like oh my god like bestie can when you at the church and then in the vestibule after church and then you see the girl you have not seen in weeks you've been meaning to catch up like Mm -hmm. i didn't even know we were at right. the same service. Let's get together. Oh, I love it. The funniest thing, my old friend. Yes, the funniest thing is that Whitney was also at this meet and greet, but Whitney did not know what was going on because I was just me and Lisa were just there. So she was just like standing there like a Barbie. She's so beautiful. She was standing there, didn't know what to do with her hands, and me and Lisa are just catching up like old friends. She's asking how I'm doing. Have I been having fun? Thank you for coming to see me. And then she literally takes my hand. Like we're at the Olympics, yeah. pulls my hand up, it raises my hand, and she tells the crowd, who by the way was chanting for her and not Whitney. <laughs> like, this is my friend Kaya. And the crowd loses it. And I was like, Yeah. And, she, uh, <laughs> I was like, and then I was like, because you know me, I'm a capitalism moment. I'm like, follow Bravo while black. And then she goes, Follow mm. Bravo by Black. And I'm like, close enough. And then the crowd cheered. And I'm like, I guess I'm Bravo by Black now. And I will be happily be Bravo by Black. Uh, instead of Bravo by Black. Everything. We're gonna change everything. The podcast. I like it better. I kind of do too. It's a little bit more Bravo like a be like, hey, bitch. <laughs> yes, exactly. Bravo by Black. <laughs> Bravo by Black. I love it. Okay. She does know how to create mm-hmm. a brand, you know? She's a brander. She's a exactly. brand. Exactly. And the funny thing is, like, Whitney's looking on, like, what's going on. The people who are moving the line is looking on, like, what's going on. The audience is cheering, but also looking, like, what's going on. And then, like, me and her, like, have a, a moment where I'm just telling her how much I love her and how to stay strong. And I, you know, 
all this stuff. And I, I'm so happy that I was able to see her. And she's like, thank you so much. And I'm like, let me go, girl, because, you know, there's a, li- a long line here. And she's like, well, I'm so glad that you stopped by. And she goes, go say hi to John, too, because John was there on the side of the meet and greet. Mm-hmm. So um, me and her and Whitney, we finally take the picture. And then I, like, walk off. But then Whitney goes, wait, what is her name? Like, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm Kaya. I'm from Rubble Wall Black. I saw you um, at the Direct TV party. And she's like, oh, okay, thanks. And then I've seen John on the side. So I say hi to John. And he's being friendly because he thinks that I'm just a fan. And I'm like, no, I, I run the account Bravo Wild Black. And he's like, oh, you're Bravo Wild Black. So then it was just like me and John were friends too. And I'm just like, yes. I'm on friendship. You know, the Barlows and Kay and Aaron. And we go, she invited yeah. like on her podcast, she invited us to Sundance. So me and Aaron call ourselves the Sundance Prince and Princess. Like we just upgraded our our status now and we, to, we were talking about like city. we were talking about Vita tequila how they have a plan to expand like Vita expand the store yes because you uh-huh. can't get Vita tequila everywhere now darling apparently they are working out a distribution deal and sure, the demand is just too high that's what it is the demand's exactly. too high they exactly. want to make sure they got their coin I, yeah fine i got it that's exactly fine. um and i also i think that the another highlight was i met jake from state farm black jake and that man was fine when i say heard that when i say fine f-o-i-n-e oh. he was a treat and i didn't even know why he was there but <laughs> i was he was and mind you he was talking to captain lee who I don't know. It, it did not. It did not register in my head. So when I was waiting to say hi to him, I'm like, "This is for the culture." I'm like, "He's he's talking to some white old man." I'm like, "Okay, well, hurry up, white old man." And it turns out that he was talking to Captain Lee because he's a big fan of all that. So then I finally was able to say hi to him. We flicked up. We went live. Pants on Instagram. It was a, my meet and greets were absolutely excellent. Well, the only bad experience that I had uh-huh. was yeah. actually with Don Juan he snubbed me for a photo even though I was the one who stopped him he took a photo with my friends that were there hey to Maritza if you're listening and hey to Samaj if you're listening he took photos with them and then when it was my turn he went the other way even though I stopped him and I'm like wow 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 Bethany but you know, maybe he was happy. He was moving and grooving. So, you know, whatever. But it wasn't that bad of an experience because it was just on one. But you know, that's just ironic uh to me. It is ironic. Because you would think it'd be like a real Bravo celebrity. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Not literally the assistant. You know, but it's okay. I got like the people that Candy and Todd were nice to me. So what you came to accomplish, you feel like you did that and then some. More than yeah, exactly. That beautiful and then some. Because I really was thinking about not going because I just like so much travel, so much, so many days, and I haven't really been to anything like that since the pandemic. Like that, like that, especially three days in a row. Well, it was four days for me. So, and I'm like, I'm going to be, you know, alone. And I was just nervous about it. I just had really bad anxiety about it. And I'm just so glad that I went. I would do it again in a heartbeat. So, wow. They, I would love to see them do a panel 
I feel like when that happens, they need to be looking at you. <laughs> and Aaron, but definitely you, because you have now just infiltrated every everything. Past every PR person. <laughs> yes. forged real connections with everybody that no one can even get an email back from the assistant team. And that is top quality information and they know you they're like they're not the spouses so i was like oh you run bravo wild black yes like what like they just need to let you get in there because also i feel like you would give good talk they talk them that's the thing guys you don't need to ask me about that just like get gotcha moments from these people they talk themselves into gotchas okay you just let them talk you just let them go you just say yeah tell me about your life baby like and then they always give you something they always give you something more so you just like let kaya do it let her get up there talk to someone i would like yeah like this is my pitch to bravo to literally make me uh me and aaron moderators to at least you know i know we not we might not be able to do the atlanta or potomac moderation but at least let us moderate married to medicine or you know like let us start off with a little something something a little something something although i could totally see you at potomac or atlanta anyway so <laughs> who knows it better than us nobody <laughs> listen like I would love to be a Potomac moderator and I'm just going to put it out there as a You would do amazing. Because I love those girls. I love the shade that gets thrown on that show by the cast and yes. those behind the scenes. Like there was a brief moment in this recent episode of, <laughs> of Potomac that I was like, so I don't know if everybody caught this or maybe it's just I'm sensitive to it because I live here. But when they were going to Karen's house, you know how like, they constantly will be like, the go-go beat, and then it's like, look at all the sites around the city. Look at this. The B-roll. Yes. And then it'll be like, here's the city that we're going to. Because, oh, we're in Virginia. We're looking at Ashley. Oh, we're here. We're looking at Karen. Okay, great. For Karen, they flashed it to Alexandria, Virginia, and then to her house. And I said, wait one sec. <laughs> <laughs> Finger wave. Hold on a minute. Um, I rewound it three times. He'd be like, I'm not tripping. It's the same package, right? And my fiance was like, Yes, it is. Fiance Maya was like, Yep, that's the same package. Can you please watch it? So I was like, No, I need to triple confirm that they just panned Alexandria and then showed us Karen's house. For people who are yeah, wondering, I feel like only people who are like from around there or know that that you're being is an exclusive area to live in. It is not even the richest; it's just the most exclusive in yeah. the DMV area. It is very exclusive. There is nothing to do. There is a lot of old retired people and a lot of like families who just have so much money and want to be left alone. Good for you. The whole point of like the last two seasons was that it was Karen's grand return to the Potomac. If you remember the singing gram from like last year or two yep, years ago, so was like to the Huger Potomac home. Like, okay, so we're emphasizing that we live in Potomac. Though I believe we are renting, we are emphasizing it yet again, right? So then why are you flashing to Alexandria? 
a place what where it is exponentially oh. cheaper to live while it may still be expensive to most parts of the country the what you get in potomac for the same price that you get in alexandria are not the same thing they are in two different places they have two different tax brackets and median income one is exclusive one is a lot more traffic friendly like there's more people that live in alexandria because it's so close. It's like the first city next to D.C. So most people work in D.C. Like New York, and they just take their happy asses on over the bridge to Virginia and Alexandria. You can still get to the city in like 10 minutes. It's like super easy, but cheaper. Why do we, why, why are we flashing the wrong they place? That why are we flashing a cheaper place? I just, Could it be? Wait, wait. And this was also a highlight at the panels, which we'll get to. <laughs> Could it be because they are setting up Sharice versus Karen? And like they want to show who is the grand dom? I, okay, I think we're on to something. And by we, I mean you, because you just came up (laughs) with that theory. But I mean, because I was just in it for the shade, but you had a reason and that's great. Yeah, it could be because to be fair, I've always felt like, Karen would give the most resistance to Sharice being on this show because Sharice is this show. She's the reason that this show kind of got started in a lot of ways. She was definitely the biggest allure of the show because she was the richest, probably still is the richest. And the only person that's something to gain from Sharice no longer being on the show due to divorce and all these things is Karen because then there's no one to contest her granddominess except for when she no longer could afford it and had to move to Virginia any goddamn way. So it was renting, like, you know, like the house where she basically was like, don't, no one sit, no one stand, like a new pair of Jordans that no one could crease. Like they right. only lived in one section of the home, like right. that whole thing. And it's just like, okay, I've now moved back to Potomac. And I feel like the editors are just not careless enough to just throw in a random place and be like, oh yeah, well, we're looking at that. And here's some random things because these are the same people who last season were like Karen's rental home in Potomac. So if they'll take the time and care to throw in a rental, They'll take the time and care to put the correct city of where we are. You literally are so right. And that's why I'm glad that we're psychotic, like Bravo fans. And we collude yeah. with each other and yeah. talk to each other. And we come up with these theories. Because when, okay, on the off chance that it's true, because 90% of the time that I'm wrong, the 10% where we're right <laughs> is like, aha. <laughs> you have made a point and i know at the okay the panels the potomac panel robin was asked why did you know from an audience because it would be the it would be the panel and then after you know the main panel the moderator would be like okay audience questions and people would run up to ask a question and Mm -hmm. the the audience questions were shady as hell like we are talking Y'all think that the Barb's are an intense fan base? No, no, and no. it's not the Beehivers either. And I am one, it's and I'm here to tell you, I I'm do go harder for Bravo because to me, I'm like Beyonce being the queen is a fact. Like I can't deny that, yeah. and so I don't argue yeah. with stupid. Like it's just yeah. like I'm not gonna go back and forth for you on that. But yeah. about Potomac and these housewives, I got right. time and energy and space. Exactly. And there are mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. out there who think that they can contest this. And I'm like, 
okay, well, we have, you, <laughs> you know, like we have to talk about it. Um, so the audience questions are so shady. The, and I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, so one person went out and they were like, they asked about Robin saying that Sharice is the real granddom. So they asked Karen, yo, what do you think of Robin saying that? Why did she say that? Blah, blah, blah. And then Karen goes, uh, I don't know why Robin said it, but that is very, um, you know, funny because guess who's here? And like the whole audience cheered, the whole crowd cheered. And it was like, yeah, there's really no competition. Mm-hmm. So it was just such a shady Karen Grandom moment that it was just like, I'm really here with the Grandom throwing real life shade in front of you. You sure are. So another person asked about the whole thing um, where, you know, Ashley is buying a home with Michael, even though she's supposed to get divorced. Uh-huh. And the, the point was made that Robin, you know, was supposed to divorce Juan and her and Juan were sharing a space and living together before they got re-engaged. And Robin was so down to earth and real about it. And she was like, well, I thought that you guys knew that I was broke. And the whole audience started cheering. And I'm like, oh So my- wait, we did because I'm not gonna lie. I didn't notice until you just said it, but watching this past episode when she was like, I want a prenup, I looked at my fiance mine and said, why? <laughs> and I thought Juan was gonna be mad about it because I was like, if anything, I never mad at a woman for asking for a prenup. I'm like, I feel like everybody should get one. I know too many lawyers and I've been around too many divorces and it's a child of divorce. I'm like, please save everybody the time. Just get right. one. Even you put nothing in it or whatever. But right. like situation, I was like, what the hell? She gonna ask Juan for a prenup for when she lost all their money the first time. Like <laughs> that is crazy to be like, because I'm gonna go ahead what? and take the risk. I'm I lost the investment. Back. I'm gonna own it. But now that I got money, can you go ahead and make sure you don't try to take nothing? That's her money now. Before it was his money. Now but with it's his money. money. Robin is a legend. I'm sorry. <laughs> You are so shady and funny. It's the housewives, though. It's like <laughs> I, I thought about like I was like, oh, good move, good move. But I did not think about how she lost there. Yeah, the investment. My man was too busy playing the game. Like, oh yeah, well we had a prenup, yeah, because he had a lot of money, but it didn't matter because he went broke. Yeah, because you invested it incorrectly. I know when the friend ran off with the investment, and then unfortunately, you know, he died and all these things. But like. I'm 99.8% sure Robin has talked about on the show how she was like in charge of that investment and the restaurant or something like that because he was playing. So, and that makes sense. Their partnership, like that would be her thing. But like, if you lost it, now you're going to come back around and be like, so I got it back. <laughs> but let's talk about. Um... But now it's like fine. So. Fine. And I love that he more money than you because first of all I won't say it on this podcast but I do know how much Juan Dixon makes I have a friend who works in the athletic department at this school I will not say who will not say what but I know a lot of things about that job that's happening over there but also I Can love that Robin that she makes more than him though? absolutely makes more than him thank you that's all I want. Like, okay, so without giving away a source I can like say let's just use some deductive reasoning right right we all stopped and paused at the idea we knew better, we know better now, that Sharif could afford a house 
like that in the first season of Salt Lake City as just a football coach of a university, especially not being a head coach. Head coach is a football maker, shit ton of money. He was not one of those things. We were like, oh, it must be from his former lawyer days. But even then, we were like, huh? So we were like, maybe she doing stuff. It was crimes that she was doing, but not the same thing, not the point. The difference is we knew that, and that was football. Our country is the way college sports works. Basketball is only as good as you are making it into like March Madness and all those things. Is it lucrative for coaches? Sure. Is football more lucrative for coaches? Absolutely. Where the lucrativity, if that's a word, who knows, comes into play also is how well known the school is. Juan Dixon is the head coach of a basketball team for an HBCU in Baltimore. You tell me how well known that's going to be. When's the last time you went to an HBCU homecoming and you were like, oh, yes, girl, the new library is lit. Oh, yes, girl, the dorms are popping. Oh, this air conditioning is pumping. I went to an HBCU for like a day. It was a semester. And I was like, the only thing this place can absolutely guarantee me is pride in who I am and pride in this school. (laughs) But anything else, you got to just count your blessings as they come. Accept the experience for what it is. Athletics, yeah, will be mediocre, but we are A1 top tier in pride and confidence. <laughs> and that's what they do with HBCUs. Be very proud and confident of what you have accomplished, who you are, what you do, your education, all those things, valuable lessons. But one thing oh, we do it, not boast is solid sports. And it, well, I will say that the girls could be a little bit more proud of the boys, especially when it comes to like the step in and you know all of that good stuff. But you are we absolutely are right. for the rest of our life. So, in which case, and that's mainly because tuitions are not the same as a lot of other state schools, like you know PWIs and schools in general. Like my HBCU tuition, my first year was about maybe almost 10 grand more than my state school tuition when I was in state. So when you're looking at volume and things like that, the school you teach that is also small with what we know about housewife salaries. And we know a lot because we're all the FBI. Okay. The federal, federal Bravo investigator. Okay. (laughs) We know these girls, even at their lowest can make good money. We know like, we knew Gina's salary when Gina was not delivering, okay? Like these type of things. Like, we know Robin's making, at the very least, probably around 100 or something, K. Hopefully more. We want that for her. But definitely that. Especially because she's an OG. They're in their seventh season. Seven? Like, Wait, what? Where have I been? Seven, right? Okay. Even if it's not. This is also she's an OG. She's an OG of a franchise. She's one half of the messiest group on TV. So, and this season she is bringing it. So I hope she got herself a raise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're in seven. Okay, yeah. This is seven. This is seven seasons that we're in. Yeah. So she's making minimum, 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 hundred k, minimum. And then she has embellished, and then she has the podcast, and then it's like whatever ads you want to run, whatever sponsorships you want to get. Like she is bringing in the money, so I get her wanting to protect it because my whole thing is what's what's yours is mine and what's mine is ours and i think that she's every woman should live their life that way and that is exactly what she's doing so that was amazing 
I mean, my thing is, I'm stuck on the fact that she ain't tell Juan she make more than him. That made me laugh because that's the vibe I was getting. As when he was like, I, I make more than you anyway. And she was like, he didn't say that. I said, girl, you know you didn't tell that man. You make a lot of money now. <laughs> Keep it protected. But she has to, because otherwise, why would she want a prenup? You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. she obviously knows his numbers, but he don't know her numbers. And that is, mm-hmm. that's the downfall of man. So man don't got nothing to do with well. <laughs> Exactly. And she's almost an empty nester. Like, they're like, what? Like, 13 and 15 now yeah so it's like babe like you're trying to lock me down with the little girl too i think that little girl so it's like yeah to fill up that big house Mm -hmm. lock me down they had to move very very far away to afford this thing moving on (laughs) where do they live at though like it's not super far from where she was (laughs) so Uh, which is still on the other side of the world. She's like Toya. But the thing is, like, really just living in the DMV, there is not one specific area that you want to live in that's, like, a desired place to live in. It's not like Atlanta, where you want to be in Atlanta proper and, like, ITP, so inside the perimeters of where you want to be. And if you're OTP, outside of the perimeter, it's, like, the country and things like that. That's not really how it goes here. All of Maryland, most of Northern Virginia, and all of D.C. is, like, too expensive in comparison to the rest of the country. So we're paying too much for too little. So anywhere you live, it's going to be expensive, which is why to get what they have, either she had to have made a a nice influx of money, even where she is, or if if you have a friend who lives around the corner from from where she is, and if her home is in the development that I'm thinking, it is, which is complete guessery. It's just like, I rem- I know, I remember when this area was being built. And so for the time frame of her being like, oh, our home is being built. Yeah. That's the same time frame that this development was being built. So it was a new build. So it makes sense to me. I want to say those were like the late ones. Okay. Definitely not two. Okay. Yeah. She could, they could and, yeah and to, you have to go all the way to where she is for that price to get you a staircase. <laughs> so what's going to get you an elevator? Like no. you <laughs> Four, five? Oh, no. Like, I mean, she's also in a family-friendly area, so that's, like, what, you know, they have great schools. It's a great school district. It's, like, one of the best in the country. So, like, it's, for a lot of reasons, it's a desirable place to live. It's just not, it's not turning heads the way, like, D.C. houses or even uh, Rockville, like, where, where Giselle is that's a that's a great comparison her house when she got it in Rockville which is like right next to Potomac but like a little bit more congested is like it was like 9999 because it was a rundown dump so there you go for a dump you're gonna spend I fucking love this because I love real estate and even though I could never I know I'm never gonna be able to afford a house ever I like to talk about it and I like to watch Selling Sunset so I'm like oh yeah same I'm like oh yeah let's dream (laughs) (laughs) and I watch all of the girls selling things like sure sure let's pretend I love it like mm, double ovens can't even afford one but who cares let's go on Zillow you guys let's fucking tour the neighborhood she only has one oven Mm. Mm. that's not gonna be a keeper <laughs> that is an interesting island that she has there in that kitchen uh, i mm-hmm. would never be able to do that but no like- i'm like oh it's not a waterfall oh it's brandon not carrera marble <laughs> ah, <poor>. <laughs> <laughs> 
when you watch HGTV you're definitely telling something they're like oh yeah we even housewives I'm like that was a choice (laughs) like I often think oh Giselle went with all white appliances because they're so much cheaper than stainless steel appliances that's why she went in an all white kitchen um because that house is expensive and what's worse about Giselle is that her house looks like she is trying to cut the financial corners it doesn't match the <laughs> um no I actually don't feel bad about this because this season just isn't getting on my absolute goddamn nerves like I am so mad as a Giselle's fan to be in this position so I don't mind roasting her establishment of a home you put it on there but like the attachment looks like it was just like hot glued to the side like an art project like you made your sibling, your kids work together. They were both making separate ones. Like, oh, I want to do it my way. They're like, no, let's come together. And you just like hot glued that thing. That's it's what it looks like. If Ikea sold you a house to put on a house, that's what happened. You know how you like take the house out of the box. Here are all the nuts like, and bolts. Oh, well, we got our own land so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like when people get your own land, it's like, um, I'm going to do whatever I want. So. And the, the interior is like, I can tell you did this by yourself because you did not hire a designer. And to me, if I was going to buy a million dollar home, I don't care if that was the norm or not on that block. I'm going to get a goddamn cohesive theme going. So I'm going to hire a professional. And I think the thing on Potomac that we see the most, and I love my people, but like, it's just given we can't afford this. <laughs> like from top Above to bottom. It's given we're renting it, either rent the wrong way, even... Even Ashley with the whole like, oh, well, you know, Michael said it wasn't a financially sound decision to buy a house all cash. I was like, that makes zero sense to me because it sounds like he can't afford to buy it all cash because I don't know that many people who were like, oh, yeah, I'm divorcing. Let's enter a mortgage together. A mortgage? Financial time. It's It's also giving that like, you know, he's trying to like trap her. Even though she's getting big trap. She already got her two kids which i think that we all already predicted this she got That's her two kids mm-hmm. she fulfilled her amount of years certain amount of years but now he's like oh oh i peep that so mm-hmm. you want a house i think that he's not as rich as even she thinks that he is I think she knows he's not as rich as we probably thought he was. Not me. I've always known he was not that rich. Really? Um, because online usually says that he nah. is a really good like real estate developer. And- no. Around, I mean, if it's, I don't know where he's developing because everywhere I go, I don't see not a damn sign for him. And there is development happening everywhere everywhere i mean this is one of the most sought after areas to live in in the whole country for whatever reason it's creating a lot of traffic i don't really love it but i mean it's diverse there's a lot of jobs the federal government all these reasons right and it's because it's so transient there's development everywhere i have not seen his construction site once i have not seen his name on anything commercial or otherwise once I Google projects. I and do the not thing see is, them. I implicitly trust you because you are literally the boots on the I mean, ground. I try to tell people all the time, Oz is still up. If you, like, why would you not sell it? I feel like there's a funnel or something. It just, it's giving Michael is shady. And I just feel like she may not even know how shady he is. And 
case in point would be her being like, oh, yeah, Michael said that we can't buy a house because of the divorce or it's going to, like, slow us up. And Rachel's like, nope, we're pretty much good to go. And she's like, oh. Yep. So he lied. I'm like, yeah. Big yeah. Yep. <laughs> of course he did. So did. I'm pretty positive that she's like, oh, yeah, because so now it just makes me question. And she's saying that Michael said it's not a good idea to buy a house for cash. That means he don't have no cash. Because he also told you it was a bad idea. Oh, we can't get a house right now because we need to slow up. The, it'll make the divorce. Like, it'll complicate things. That was a lie. So why do I, what precedent am I given to believe that you have any of anything that you say is good advice? But people trust him because he's real estate. And I, I don't even fault Ashley. Her husband is a real estate mogul. She's going to trust the real estate mogul to do the real estate things. Like, buy her ass. Mm-hmm. She has no reason to question it. I'm telling you, question everything because I don't think that man is that rich. I really do not. That is a hot take because I was thinking that he was really like one of the movers and shakers, especially because of let's be realistic, you know, like her to even marry him. Uh, yes, I feel strongly like it was at a certain time mm-hmm. or. When she met him, it was enough to satisfy her then. Yeah, you had to remember she's met him in like her twenties. Yeah. So in your twenties, some a man when you don't have it, a man who's older says that he loves you, thinks the world of you, you're the finest thing ever, and he had ten million dollars. You're like, hell yeah, hell, hell, hell yeah. But I'm like, girl, there are there are better players out here who do not look like a gremlin, who have more than ten million dollars, and they are actively choosing. But like, that's, that's why not... I love that, that she's going to be single now. It's like, okay, you yes. got the marriage thing out of the way. Like, you have your first marriage for money. You have your two kids. And you're still young. And you have your own Fire. money now. Like, so it's like, there's a huge difference now that you have your you own money. That's him. I really do. I think that although he might have more than her, I think she's holding him in a regard that he's insecure about. I think that he's like, oh, damn, she really don't need me. She literally could be financially independent. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, case in point, the house that she was looking at is in Alexandria, Virginia. <laughs> so she'll be around the corner from Karen. She'll be over there by Karen, child. She's going to be over there by Karen, who's literally going to be teaching her how to be an independent woman okay for that house it was cute it was nice but for michael to not be able to afford that all cash it's just a little confusing to me because in real estate as we all real estate experts know watching million dollar listing and whatnot cash is king there's no such place or time where having an all cash offer has ever not benefited the buyer Mm-hmm. it makes you more likable to the sellers because she's kept saying she kept losing out on offers because someone came in all cash. So then why would he, the real estate guru, tell her it's not a good idea to go all cash on a house? God, she losing houses. you're so right. Oh losing my. houses to all cash offers. So clearly it was somebody, it's good for somebody. Somebody. Three times. Those three people who had their ducks in a row and cash the seller we see it all the time selling the sunset million dollar listing they're like all cash the seller's like all cash i'll take a lower amount a lower amount all cash yeah because it means quick clothes we're done in like a month or two everything's done and i get to move on and get my and get my check who yep. doesn't just want to check out right i don't understand it is giving she he don't have what he thinks she has and 
I feel bad for her when it comes to this divorce, but I am happy for her to have a new life. She deserves. We're ready for her to move on. Even if she doesn't even stay with Luke, she got a man that knows how to build a house. Like that is a lot, especially Gosh. in this generation. Well, he's barely. I also want to make it clear that people keep saying, oh, she's a MILF and she's being a cougar now. No, Luke is literally older than Ashley. So let's get that straight. Luke is almost 40 years old. So can we please put that out think these summer house kids are young? Yeah, I, I know he's on, Patrick but no, he's on this show. single. He's single. But the point is, he knows how to build a house. Okay. So girl, we'll just get you some that. land. Go to Ikea like Giselle did and get that man to build you up a house and it might look better if you buy a house in a box i think he'll be able to know he'll know what he's doing he'll at least pick a better box you know herself and it was not the right box it just doesn't match well i think it really looks like it was just plugged in it represented like what she is or, like who she is as a person though like it just made total sense to me and she also said that okay at the panel she was saying that about having them outside when they did that scene she was like well when we did that scene they production told me to to do that outside um and she was like if i could get these bitches in, in the dirt she's like of course i would and i'm like that is so shady such classic giselle but it definitely reflected on our opinion of her house because it was like, what is really going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was giving, like, this is what we waited for. This is how you spent all that money. Mine is, uh, Jamal is such, like, I don't know if you guys realize how big of a mega church Jamal runs so it was just weird and has ran this is not even his first rodeo his mm-hmm. mega churches were always a thing like mm-hmm. my mom went to his church like when back in the day in Baltimore it was a big deal it was and that's also the thing is like Giselle was a big deal in Potomac and she did have it I wish that they had oh god I just wish mm. caught her in her heyday yeah, man, because now the fall from grace, man, it's just the tacky is just so bad. It's just so prevalent. Not and so she much. really and, and she's so pretty. It's just so bad. And you know, in a way, it's not even just tacky and taste. It's tacky in this whole attack on Candace. It's really making me mad because how dare you make me style with Candace? How dare you? Here yeah. I am over here, like, wow, this really was an ambush. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, like, y'all are setting her up. This is getting Beverly Hills. What? Wrong coast. Like, okay, let's let's just drop the storyline, guys, please, because we need to move on. Move on. And it's like wild because like Giselle can't catch a hint. That's what it is. Because Ashley basically got the information, like, well, you know he's the, the GM. And she's like, Oh, pivot, pivot real quick. Be like, oh, okay, well, there you go. And then Giselle is like, I'ma stick with it. I'm like, oh like, is this the hill that you want to die on? Somebody else jumped <laughs> off. Her only backer right now is Mia, honey. Looking bad. It's looking bad. It's looking bad. Mia, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what cockamamie story Mia came up with about Chris, but I was just like, well, that's oh, that the, doesn't the, sound the, ridiculous. She didn't even come up with a, a real story. She was like, I was at the party and he was staring me down hard, and then the editors ran that bitch back, and that man was his head was facing the other way each and you know, every like, time. Still not looking at Mia. I just really want, I feel like Candace is gearing up to look at her. I'm like, you need to be focusing on your health. 
That's the comeback among of the century. Among other things, like you don't want to play with the with the, with this cast. And I don't know if Mia got that hint, but it's the truth. You don't want to play with this, especially not Chris. I really just feel like Chris has his faults and his flaws. I mean, all people do, especially men, but of house husbands and things of that we've seen creepy i would not use to describe him and that it just feels like this was such a reach and i don't understand where we came everyone from it this. doesn't matter if you're a fan of candace or not everyone agreed that like this is just not a thing this you know? is not a thing right i'm like okay no wait you know we're doing like we're pulling a denise here like we're all about to rally behind this one person and put aside how we feel about it to be like know about this this sounds a little suspect but like, i'm with robin and i'm actually really here for robin and giselle having a little bit of a split deal because giselle's going on the wrong side of the track i don't know what's happening over there but it's giving desperado and robin's like no nah, i've got a storyline so i don't really need to participate like, I'm in good this year i'm asking a straight black man for a prenup i'm good over here we we got story <laughs> she's like no 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 this year i won't have to ask you if we're mad at someone i have my own storyline of her okay so yeah the Potomac panel was amazing and then let me tell you about the beverly hills panel the mess the chaos that was the text that got me that was the first day and that was the first major panel i said okay i know that everyone's going to be at this one not because beverly hills is that good but because it's on everyone's talking about it it's crossover into regular pop culture Mm -hmm. kathy was was not on the panel and diana was not on the panel but we still want to see what is going on so everyone was lined up for the panel um including me i walk over there and on friday they were still training people um which was very odd um so i was like okay so this is the beverly hills panel and i had met some girl earlier at a producer panel that i went to and me and her we just immediately clicked and we talked about our favorite shows and things like that and she's like okay well i'm going to be at the beverly hills one i'll save you'll see if i can so i saw her at the line for the panel and like they weren't trying to let anyone in because they had made the mistake of allowing people who were already in that area for that stage that the panel mm-hmm. was going to be on, they accidentally did not clear that out. So it was already people that was seated. So they were trying to figure out what, what they were going to do because they had not figured out to tell everyone to, to leave the area, but it was too late to do that. So me and the girl meet up and she's we're just like looking at people and we're like trying to figure out how we're going to get in here because everyone was looking so lost and not knowing what to do. So she goes, she makes a run for it. One of the security guards tells me, hey, can you go and get your friend? Because we're not supposed to let anyone in yet. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll go get my friend. <laughs> so uh, I go in and she's like, bitch, I got you a seat. And, uh, it was literally one of the reserved seats. So that's, this is for press. This is for friends of the show. Like this is for people who are on a list, you know, but no one was checking for it because it was just pure fucking chaos. So I was in the seat. I was, uh, I met someone who was friends with Margaret Josephs who sold 
who sells purses and she does like uh weekly drops for purses and me and her and my new friend we were talking like it was fashion week you would think because we were in the front row we had great seats and then people you could tell there was just a lot of chaos happening behind us so what i found out was because i didn't see all the like the stampeding but it turns out that what happened was that they saw that nothing but a curtain was separating people from standing in line and sitting down so someone peeled back the curtain and was like oh we can just run down this aisle because it's just a curtain so it was all the soccer moms with their wine wine. nothing but soccer moms in a dream and some wine and they literally just seated themselves they didn't care what where the vip was they didn't care what svip was they didn't care about general admissions everyone just started running and sitting down in chairs and you know so once all the chairs were gone people were just like sta- standing he wouldn't know what to do so then the uh president of like guest services had to get on the mic and they were like listen there are entirely too many people here they're like if you are seated then you need to stay seated if you are standing up you have to listen to these instructions and of course people were like oh but i'm vip but i'm svip i have nowhere to sit i can't come they're like we cannot honor vip and svip because everyone is just messed up and i understand that people were like genuinely mad because not only was there a stampede but you spent two thousand dollars for a ticket and you and they cannot honor what you are wearing because there's just too many people so they're like if we are even to have this panel you guys just have to roll with the punches and um they're like the fire marshal will shut us down if you guys do not back up so everyone who was standing had to back up they had to open up the curtains open up the area and uh just makeshift areas where people could stand and watch this panel and they're like it once the lights go down you cannot move and when the lights come back on that's when you can move so the the lights went down and i'm just like wow i cannot believe i am front row here at the beverly hills panel and people are acting like damn fools okay the lights go down everyone is um waiting for you know like the they will play a video before each panel they're waiting for everything um, to, to play. And then Brad Gorusky, who does like the impressions of the housewives, he was the moderator. So he comes out, everyone cheers. And then, so I will say that Garcelle was the first one to come out and she got like a rousing round of applause. And I'm like, okay, thank God that most of the people here are on the right side of history. Garcelle got the most applause. And then they were calling out people, you know, people got applause. And then it came to Lisa Renna, which I thought, I expected some booze. Like, naturally, I was like, yeah, yeah, she's been showing her ass. So she's going to get booed. But when I say people, like, went down to the deepest part of their esophagus to, <laughs> to, to get it from the diaphragm from the diaphragm like the choir directors would tell you you gotta do it from your diaphragm like i heard people literally gasp for air so they can get out this big <laughs> boom yes and like the, she literally came out and they're like boo and like the 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 floor moved beneath me and i was just like what the fuck 
So I have a video of me and it's like everyone's booing Lisa Rinna and I out of nervousness. I go, woo! <laughs> like I'm like trying to counter. I'm trying to counter it so it's like even and I don't even like this fucking lady I wanted to join in and like throw tomatoes but it was just so much booing going on that I felt awkward that I felt like I needed to counter the booze and how was that successful for you it was terrible I was the only one who's saying yes oh, so I, fear, I fear that some people think that I am on the side of Lisa Renna and I think that's the worst for me I, I just want to make it clear it, it might have given them a hint <laughs> I just want to make it clear if you were at BravoCon and you heard me cheer that was not my true self that was me reacting out of nervousness uh, and she hilarious she like I have never seen a skinnier longer middle finger in my life she flicked off the crowd so hard I feel like that just guaranteed her her next season what do you think I believe that she would have had it in the bag had she not again social media is her biggest enemy oh. if she didn't go on social media and act a pure ass these last couple of days yeah i think that, that yeah i think you're right because it's like BravoCon. i was like oh baby you're absolutely getting another contract this cast isn't changing there was a literal fucking stampede over it mm-hmm. like they're not going to take that away because it's money and that makes sense the ratings are good the people want it it was the first day and people are tired drunk and they're like i'm going to see that and <laughs> she got a reaction from everyone and people love to hate watch i do it to the kardashians once a week okay so was there until she doesn't know when to leave well enough alone and that's the problem it can never just be yeah. that she has to get on there like kelly dodd and just ruin it for herself right right exactly that is literally um what i thought i was like okay so some people thought like bravo kind was the definite answer that andy because they, they didn't ask andy and they were like andy was just like let it play out or whatever some people thought that that was like no that means that they've already fired her but me i'm like okay so this strong reaction clearly means that people are invested in like she did an interview after and i don't think that she fed off of that like people think or she wanted people to think because her reaction there was like yeah i'm flipping people off but this is pretty actually awkward it's like she's a social media like pop 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 but in real life she ain't really about it so you can tell that she's uncomfortable by it but i feel like they definitely would have had her on another season had she not like shared this is why uh you know this is the same woman who sent her daughter to get sexually assaulted and abused at a freaking school and it's like she can say all these racist things she can say that you know she feels like the the audience the audience you know thinks that she's bullying Garcelle when and she's gonna talk her shit she can say whatever she wants and be as offensive as she wants but when it comes down to like sexual assault and Kathy Hilton's family if they keep her on that would be insane yeah that was a step too far like it's just uh i mean but listen i I love what i love when a woman gets in her own way and i don't even have to do the work i don't have to expend the energy of being like oh i can't wait for them to get fired let's get paid for it Mm -hmm. i hate them 
Like, yeah, just go ahead, girl. Just ruin it for yourself. Like, she doesn't know when to leave well enough alone because she is really started believing her own bullshit of, like, that she's playing a villain. And, like, okay, so if you're playing a villain, right, there has to be, like, a resolve. Like, there, there has to be something. There has to be a line that every villain, like, won't cross or something like that. And right. she has just leaned into this method acting role a little too hard. And to right. that I say, take your Harry and your sauce and your camping trips and your dancing naked and just f off like you played over it. it none of nothing about her has ever been fun to me but this is like next level like she has just taken every joy away from like even hate watching the reunion and getting involved there because it's like well so now we know there isn't resolving you're still a terrible person because you're literally instagramming it the next day like right and uh, you know with erica also just I think just today they were like, oh, Kathy did use a slur. Like, we've already been here. We did this one already. Like, we already did this. This feels like a desperate grasping for straws. And I hate desperate villains. I really do. Whenever, like, they get desperate on Housewives, that's usually a sign that they're, like, ending is coming. Exactly. And I just feel like even if you, if you bring back certain people, it's like, okay, I get that because you think that that person's going to go against that person. But then you think about like their behavior offline and it's like, why would I even want to see them even if it is a takedown season for them? But why would I want to see them? They're still making money. They're still going to have their fans that's going to engage with them and buy them stuff. And they're still getting all this publicity by even just being on the screen. So it's like, I don't even want to see a takedown season of Lisa Rinna because I just want her away in general yeah, now so when it what? comes to kyle i want to see a kyle take down season me too everybody listening to this knows that i have been waiting patiently and i know it's coming but i have been patiently waiting because i have never been for that girl and everybody's like we don't know kyle she's so relatable to whom <laughs> to whom even if you're a ride or die this season you should see that like they imploded everyone was like oh they took themselves out they really yes did. it was just them it was no it wasn't even the outside force it, 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 it was, was no cool. outside force on like the house of cars they just fail like <laughs> yes and it looks ridiculous that's the crazy part oh my god you're so right wow like, yeah it has to be a takedown because they just and they're dismantling. Erica coming for Dorit was weird at the Bravo Con. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Oh when my they god! Were like, they were like, "Oh, I, I didn't see it in person, but like I was, I had people that were boots on the ground telling me like what was going on at all the after party stuff." I will say all this because I don't think that anyone here we don't really care about Southern Charm. Um, so the whole Bravo celebrity hookup thing, it was definitely Taylor and Shep who claimed to not be together, but they were arriving separately and making out with one another at BravoCon. So if anyone cares. There you go. And also Olivia and Austin. I'm just going to say allegedly. So no one sues me. Oh yeah. Allegedly. All alleged. But yeah, those were the BravoCon hookups. Um, but yeah, for Watch What Happens Live, she was asked like, oh, who's the next Bravo celebrities to you know get divorced? And my thing is, is that even if you watched it, he's like, oh, I don't want to say that. It's going to get me in trouble. She could have picked anyone else. 
anyone for another franchise. It didn't have to Is be her divorce in the final? She should have said me. Exactly. Exactly. But she chose to say Dorit and PK, even though they're friends. Like that is the craziest shit that I've seen. And uh, another Watch Happens Live setup was Chanel Ayan picking out Phaedra when there are multiple terribly dressed people on the stage. You picked Phaedra because you thought that you were ready to be a shade assassin and everyone loves your fashion. But my thing is, is that you are a first season housewife. You cannot Baby, go my loyalty Phaedra. is to Phaedra Park, mother of the president and the prince, okay? That is Miss. I love me some Mr. President. That is the cutest baby. And Mr. President being like old now is like really stressing me out. Um, because I remember the birth and the christenings and the pomp and the circumstance. You will Absolutely. not come for my burial queen, okay? My Bobby Brown lawyer who's only ever won or lost one case and never practiced. Don't again. You will not come for my queen because I love me some Phaedra. Ride or die for Phaedra. That's my frick forever. You and Aaron both have been like bring her back. And you know, like you can tell that Andy loves Phaedra. Like he loves him some Phaedra. That's TV. I swear to God. Like there's no one funnier or more ridiculous than her and Mimi. Like that's just of all times, it's just those two for me always that are like. I get joy out of watching their seasons. I get joy out of watching them interact and them just existing even without anyone else. And how rare do we even get at home only content anymore on these shows? But right. for Phaedra, we could I could watch her at home all the time. Like it used to be yeah. amazing. Like Especially man, Apollo you not for her. like I want I want an eight-part documentary. I don't care if it's literally been 10 years. I want an eight-part documentary of all the footage from the day that Apollo had to turn himself in. Like, yes, that please. whole thing was yes, just please. groundbreaking TV. So then some of the gossip that went in between, like, not Watch What Happens Live, but not BravoCon, was that Jen Shaw, she was <laughs> she was partying, and she was there, and she was in New York. That's what I heard. And some people say that she was trying to get into BravoCon or get into Watch What Happens uh-huh. Live. And listen, Jen Shaw... Might you can say a lot of things about it for Tamara to say that like her and Jen Shaw like don't really talk and her and Hilly Dog don't talk or whatever. Tamara was just as thirsty as Jen Shaw, even though she was invited to BravoCon, she was talking about Jen Shaw as if she's so removed from Jen Shaw. But Jen was using her hair and makeup people. So right. it was very weird. But yeah, Jen was there. She was partying. I heard that she said that Heather brought her though. Really? Yeah. So that's, yeah. That, and that's something that Tamara said is that Heather brought her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, no. But you know, Tamara loves a pot stir moment. This is Jen why they had to bring her back her. to OC. And uh, she was dancing and hanging out with housewives. And then another thing that happened, obviously, that you guys already heard about was the whole Jennifer Aiden threw a drink at uh, Melissa and Joe. Good. And that was ghetto as hell. I wanted the record to <laughs> state that who was acting ghetto. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fans lost their mind and were acting ghetto, putting people's lives in danger to the point where the fire marshal could have shut shit down. And also, the New Jersey cast were being violent, as they Keep always are. It being very violent drawing throwing drinks almost getting into fights oh, um, things of that nature so i 
personally, you know, feel like they need to beef up security when it comes to new, the New Jersey people. And the, Actually, that's not a bad idea because Jersey does get reckless. So it might be a good idea to uh, beef up security around Jersey, especially with yeah. this new season, which I now kind of want to watch. So, uh, yeah, their wow. cast trip is going to be to Ireland. So that should be interesting to see. Why would they just go to Italy? It just makes no sense. To <laughs> it, it would make more sense for them to go to Italy. So you don't have Bravo list. Sometimes they just do like, it. I want to see her run into Joe Giudice on the street <laughs> and be like, uh, I don't want to see him, uh, Joe. And I'm like, I want to, like, no, I don't, I'm not my daughters. Like, uh, <laughs> I didn't bring them. Yeah, just I really want a monotone Teresa to freak out without using any emotion or facial features about possibly seeing her husband on the streets of like Milan. Like that would be fun. I want to see them go to Milan and try to shop, but they can't afford anything. I really want to do that. Bye. I will say I also met Lou. He said hi to me. Who? Nice. Louis. Louis was very nice. All right. Um. Not me getting kicked off. A grifter can get past Taya is a smile and a hello. Because first Todd, and now this man, oh. Was very warm. Um, He was. (laughs) Watch out. Watch your pockets, girl. (laughs) We watch him more than that with that behavior that he has. But um, yeah, he was just real warm and inviting. Uh, yes, so narcissists usually are. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's just think, like, let's just call a spade a spade. You can't con anybody if you're mean to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you have to be sweet. You have to have sex with her 20 times a day, apparently. You have to do the right things <laughs> to get them to give you the pocketbook. Yeah, and I was hearing, you know, people who went to BravoCon, like, that aren't influencers or content creators. So the general consensus was that Captain Sandy was not very nice. Um, I've heard that know. before BravoCon, though. So I'm like, we should oh, get dead. rid of her. Yeah, so then she... I've really heard, tried. we can talk offline, but I've heard a few things about Captain Sandy that would, is one of the reasons that I stopped watching that particular franchise. And you can probably guess. Yeah, anytime you yeah. say that, I already know. I got clocked yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I heard that she was not very nice to fans, and also oh, that's uh, unfortunate. Who was the nicest I heard was like Lisa Barlow, and I heard that Wendy was very nice. Wendy was nice to me when she signed my book for $40. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> some people had more motives, some more shame, <laughs> motives than other. When she signed my $40 book, she was so kind to me, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so was it a 40 dollar book or a 40 dollars smile autograph (laughs) yeah there it is you know none of you people are like jr tolkien like (laughs) or like the dude who wrote game of thrones is a housewife writing a book that she probably didn't write screw me yes he had eddie there eddie osefo was there oh i do love eddie he was asking people in line like oh you get a book or a candle and i'm like what so Samaj bought me a book. <laughs> Wait, I really would have liked to been like, can I just see the candle? I mean, I really want to count the wicks and then I'll determine if it's worth it. Can I smell it first? And can, and I, can I, I light them all or are they going to go out? Like, I would like to know how sustainable is 16 fucking wicks? Because any who can put a bunch of wicks on a candle. I can make a candle, but is it sustainable? Because then if it is, why haven't people done it's, it before? 
I have questions. <laughs> it was only two weeks. That's, Wendy's is two weeks. Who's at 16? Somebody has like a shit that ton was, of wigs. That was, wasn't that like a, a makeshift? Wasn't that Mia who got like a 15 wig candle? I don't know. I just swore that somebody had like 16 wigs. Because remember, Karen was very specific. She was like, well, hers has two wigs. I have three. And I was like, oh, oh you're right. You're right. Points. Well, a great point. Like, you know, so that's why I got the book, you know? That makes sense. Never mind. That's good. That shit was just. I'm so so glad that you went. I'm so glad that you had a good time. I love that they opened it up to some diversity in the uh, Bravo content creator uh, net that they went and like gathered a lot of the girls for. I was invited. I could not go because of a family emergency, but I would have loved to have been there and meet everyone. And that's why I had to just have Kyle on the stage. I'm like, hey, me. Her experience probably would have been what I had. She probably would have gotten a better one than me because I would have been overwhelmed by day one. But like, whoop, going back. <laughs> okay, it's the way Saturday, my Saturday. social anxiety is set up, I'm like, whoo, no, baby. Time to get a compression blanket and get in my jammies. They ran out of water on Fridays, so and, oh, no. and like part of Saturdays. And then um, I talked to someone who like works events there, and they said that. BravoCon was way smaller than Comic-Con, obviously, because Comic-Con is, like, I think over 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. But at BravoCon, they said that we outdrank all of Comic-Con. And I'm like, Love yeah. that. I'm so right. proud of us. You go, Bravo people. Yes, this, ma'am. That makes me so happy. That is the best. Okay. Like, uh, what a note to end on. Kai, thank right. you so much for coming on and sharing this experience. I feel enriched i feel like i could afford a house in robin's neighborhood now because i love just, that tangent we went off on that was a, yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. We, sure love a good, we love a good tangent around here anyway but it was amazing to hear this from you i feel like i got a first-hand experience I feel like i was there i now know who i like more swear to god this has influenced how i will watch my shows yeah who i will be supporting and who not um, because I love people who want to be connected with their fans. That's the point. Like we made we you. Made you. Yes. Literally you had no talent. So it's not like you're gonna be here on your own. We made you. So I love to hear when people are actually engaging with the people who love watching them, who have invested time in their lives to their lives and have nothing to do with them. And that is awesome. I'm glad that you of all people had a, a bomb ass time and people were in they were like letting you into their inner circle. I'm really happy about that. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for letting me talk about this like yes. one by time. I'm so glad we made it to the Thor. Please tell everybody where they can follow you, listen to you, if there will be a soon name change. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. We are going to rebrand to talk about more than just Bravo. I don't, Lisa gave us an idea, Bravo by Black, but you know. I don't think that we can change the Bravo Wild Black, but me and Aaron are, you can find us at, at Bravo Wild Black, download the Bravo Wild Black podcast, follow us, follow us on everything. And we also have a Patreon starting at just $5 a month. Okay. You can support real black content creators. Um, and soon we'll be, you know, rebranding and actually changing our show around. 
to talk about Bravo and more because we love Bravo and then we love, you know, Love and Marriage Huntsville. We love different shows like Game of Thrones. We love House of the yes. Dragon, you know, yeah. Marvel, things like that. Uh, so look out for that soon. And just thank you for having me on. I really love you. I love this podcast. Yes. I love thank this platform. You. Thank you so much. Oh, that makes us even harder. Friends, we've come to the end and I am just so grateful for Gaia to have been here. And I know it's been a while and there's been so many grapplings and changes in my life that have led me to the decision that the podcast is going to go on ice for uh, some time. It's it's going to go on ice for some time just so that I can live my true and authentic productive self. It's been a journey. It has been a fun time. It's been a wild time. There have been lots of public breakdowns thanks to this podcast, but a lot of good times, great interviews, great friends, and people that I can connect with always, like Kyle, who's a number I had, and I was like, hey, you want to come on? And that is something <laughs> I will forever cherish is to be able to have those connections with them and with you all. Um, things that will not go away is the Patreon, though it will be scaled back. It will be there to like once or twice a month, so the price will be lowered on that, especially considering um, the podcast is going on ice. And uh, subscriptions on Instagram, where I'll be watching uh, shows as I uh, probably a day late, like the most people, and giving all of my opinions on there as well, um, and creating content for those platforms. Honestly, the decision comes from just I got to do the things that serve me, and just as of right now, the podcast is not giving me all of that. So if you want to still support me, you want to still you know find this content and everything, then. I am still going to be a Black content creator and I'll be on the spaces that I can do and create that content. I'm just getting a lot more joy talking about it in different ways. So if you'd like to do that, there'll be audio on the Patreon. There'll be like visual content on Instagram. Um, And then of course, regular Instagram is also there and we can jab about all the these crazy women and all the things they do like will you be accepting any guest spots can you come on oh absolutely i will still be going on people's podcasts. okay i'm like if people want me to come on i will always be on because i do love talking about bravo i just as a full-time educator i just don't have it the way i give my energy to the children Jesus. We need you for the and, children. We need you yeah. to, to teach and do all this. This is my way of, you know, decompressing. It's just that it's a third job. And while I have been planning this wedding and then trying to start my actual life, I knew we went life. It's just been that it's the one thing that is not filling my bucket. It's taking yeah. out of my bucket and uh, in more ways than one. So I, I am happy to, if you know, anyone ever still wants me, but of course, Anytime, anytime you let me know. And I, now I got all the time in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, okay, this is sad enough that you are putting the show on ice, but like, can we at least have your perspective, your opinion, child? Yeah, that was scary. And I would me. love to bring it to uh, to to other podcasts, and I would love to be y'all look look out for me on those. Go listen to those because you don't never know where I'm gonna pop up. So. Um, yes it's been a very fun ride I will be having like a finale episode where I'm getting um a lot of great people it has just been so slowly planned it was the first time I was hearing about it and her and Aaron are on the list (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that is how little time I have had for this. But I am going to be doing like one final giant episode where I'm going to have segments for from all the faves that I've had on here that I've connected with talking about literally like our regular Bravo hot topics, the shows, the stuff like, like we normally do. It doesn't have to be a sad occasion. Just like a, it's so nice. And I'm not getting rid of the RSS feed or anything. Who knows? I might change my mind. I have bipolar. So who knows? I might think I'm a couple it's years like shit in three months. I'm gonna be like, you know what? <laughs> Please. Just get it. <laughs> I might get a burst of energy, not to mention I have school breaks, summer, those type of things. I'm hoping that's where the bug hits me again. But I've also just been enjoying watching Bravo for a minute and just watching it. It has made me fall back in love i'm like oh my god there's no stake i'm not taking any notes i don't have to run the record i'm not skipping around the episode i'm just watching it and it's good and i really enjoy that so if you guys want to support and, and find content for me then you know it's all the same places it's available to you just in a broader scale i'll make it more accessible the instagram subscriptions are like only 2.99 i think i'll be taking the patreon down to like that same amount too just so it's more accessible for people there but that's where i'll be and then regular instagram and twitter as well but thank you all so much for listening to this and all the episodes thank you for making this fun and kaya again thank you for being here to talk about our super bowl of course thank you for having me and i just want to say that i'm glad that at least you are putting the pot on ice for good things because you are getting married you are teaching the youth and you are falling back in love with bravo again so that is so great to hear thank you thank you so much 11 11 22 i will be a married woman annie (sighs) okay (laughs) i'm just waiting for it to be over so no 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 thank you to the people who've also like found my registry or like seen it when i posted it and, and my website and like have giving me a gift like I got some great ass containers from a mixologist and I'm grateful because your girl was putting her leftovers in like to-go boxes because I was like I need containers they got stolen in the moon it's a whole thing so I was like I need containers they are expensive and I was just like I cannot get these containers but thank you to the people who have been like Monty we just want you to be having a happy and great life and I appreciate that so I look forward to still continuing in ways that will bring other people joy because I can't go away, honey, you know? So look out for me, listen for me, and I will be around. Stay tuned for the next finale episode. Take care of yourselves and each other. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Bye. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, Follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Mani, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.